All right, guys, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and I am recording this live. Well, I guess it's not live because we're in Vegas at the SEMA show, and you are at the place where we explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And this week's all been about uh, hot rods and hot wheels. So we're going to get to that and what it takes to be a dad right after this from the Speak Fire family. Ignite the fire within you every week with the Speak Fire family. We have amassed an incredible lineup of motivational speakers, professionals, authors who are invested in helping you get the most out of your life. Leaders, check out Michael Gingras with Leadership Fire. Students, check out Bobby Berg with Student Fire. You young men, check out Sean B with Young Fire. You ladies that are looking to be the very best, check out Aisha Thomas with Internal Fire and Cornelius Dunlap with Champion Fire, taking the lessons learned from being an MVP athlete to the next level in your life. And of course, check out me, Jody Cedric, with Father's Fire, where we explore the joys and the challenges of fatherhood. Join us every Monday, 4 a.m., right here with the Speak Fire family. All right, guys, so as you can tell, my voice is very, very raw from being at the SEMA show in Las Vegas. Uh, Will, Will, my guest, William Lara, <laughs> is actually flexing his muscles because I actually sound like a man for the first time. <laughs> oh, you know. This is a man conversation. <laughs> it is a man conversation. So just so you guys know, I have uh, three very special guests. I have uh, William Lara of Miami Lux. Uh, detailing out of Miami, my good friend Jamie Buchanan of Visual Perfection, and my business partner Rob Pusey. So we have a real nice mix here with me today because Rod is the proud father of three daughters, and uh, Jamie Buchanan has two daughters and a son, Breckham, and uh, William, he's a I'm a father of two cats. A father of two cats and someday to be a dad. So, <laughs> so anyway, I thought, you know, we have such a good time. We've been here the entire week at the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center for the SEMA show. And it is just an amazing time of getting together, not only with men and women, uh, all are with very fond and keen interests in automotive. So I think a lot of us, had dads that were very into cars. I think Rod, you oh, did, yeah. right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, I grew up around cars and just everything you can think of. Four wheel drives, cars. And Rod also restores trucks. Well, he has a fifty five truck that he's car and trucks, and yeah, yeah, he's restoring them. But it seems like it takes him forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to his credit, some deals take a very long time. Yes, so. they do take a very long time, and. And Jamie actually runs an extremely successful auto detailing business out of North Carolina area. So, so what I thought we'd do today, guys, um, you that are listening, is I, I thought I have mad, mad respect for these gentlemen. And I thought it might be fun to get them together and talk about, number one, what is one key lesson that they learned from their dad? Maybe you have a story behind it. But what is one thing that your dad taught you that really made an impact on your life? So, Jamie, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll start. <clears throat> um, 
growing up, man, my dad, he was very successful. He, um, he ran, um, he was a partner in a business. Uh, actually, they sold mobile homes, if you know what those are. And um, Homes on miserable. wheels? That's exactly right. <laughs> Double wide, single wide, you know. Yeah. And he was, he was always busy, man. He always worked late hours and things, but he always taught me um, the value of work. And when I was about 12 or 13, I guess, he said, son, he said, I love you. He said, and I'm here to help you. He said, but if you're going to make it in this life, he said, you better learn how to work. So, man, I can remember, man, he had taken me to his work. And at that time, like any kid that's 10, 11, 12 years old, you just you just did it. You know, you went, you done yeah. whatever, and your dad was like, hey, look, you know, we just moved this one out because we sold it, so you need to go pick up all the blocks, and you need to go pick up all the, the shims, you know, shims of wood. And they had these little gate fences that actually went over the tongue in the front, so you really couldn't tell that it was a tongue, if that makes sense, how they pulled them on yeah. with a tractor yeah. trailer. Yeah. You know? I'd have to do that, or I'd have to go carry furniture. And and I, but now the cool part is at ten or eleven, man, I learned how to drive because he was he wouldn't leave the office to wow. take me. He'd be like, "Hey, the keys is in the truck. You're gonna have to go do what you need to do." So I get to drive the truck around and back it up in there. So I really taught myself how to drive. Wow. Yeah. So it was cool, man. I that was a straight drive and automatic <clears throat> and both. So you just learned. Yeah. And man, you'd get to do that. You'd get to look at all the houses that were in there. I mean, you get to go and say, "Oh man, you know, I'd have this or that," you know. But like pulling plastic off all the furniture or, you know, just whatever. So he really, and then he would send me with his service guy and his service guy, his job was to hook up the electrical, set them up, put the blocks under them, you know? So I was the littlest of course. So I always got to go underneath the houses or go yeah. on top of the houses. And man, listen, they taught me a lot just by making me do. Yeah. I didn't have an option. It wasn't, Hey, I'm going to teach you something. It was, Look, you got to do this. So you learned how to do electrical and plumbing and whatever was needed. I mean, man, we could do it at a young age. Uh, there's two things I like about that is one, that he made you do, but also two, that he trusted you to do and he trusted you to drive. Oh, yeah. And, and we've kind of lost that in our community because we're so urban now, right? We're, we're, we don't have that rural environment as much. I mean, yeah. obviously where you live, it's much more common. Because I know when I grew up in, you know, Florida, you know, we had four acres and dad would let me drive the truck, you know, taking hay back to the horse or something. But, yeah. you know, and my I remember the first time, you know, when our kids were like two, three years old and they're like, daddy, can I drive? I'm like, yeah, hop on my lap. And my wife was like, what? what? Oh, you yeah. know, and she yeah, just learned, yeah. she just learned that, you know what, that's what dad does. And they, it almost became a race for the kids as we drove into the neighborhood to see who could sit on daddy's lap to drive, you know. And oh, so yeah, I get it. That I think that's great. really important to, to build that trust with your kids early and say, you know what, you can do this. That's right. Yeah, that's really right. good. So how about you, William? What do you remember? Wow, it's, it's a little bit of everything. You know, my parents have always been, been separated for most of my life since I was like five years old. But since I was a kid, I always I always had dreams. I used to always see movies, see fancy cars, big houses. I'm like, I know one day I want that, right? Mm. And it's crazy because I used to see my dad and, you know, it, whether I may agree or disagree with my dad, you know, but one thing he did teach me was the work ethic. No matter what, you have to get up four, five, whatever it takes, and you got to work. He is one of the most hardworking working guys I've ever met. So it's like when I used to see him. Heading out in the summer, they stay with him in the summer. I was like, oh, man, I want to make money. I was 10, 11 years old. Yeah. So what I used to do is wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning with him, 
without him even knowing, opened the door so he could see that I was awake to see if maybe he'll take me to work with him. Oh, wow. Right? So he was a meat butcher. He's been that since for as far back as I can remember. Yeah. So it was a little supermarket up in Fort Lauderdale. I'm like, man, I just want to go push cards, go to my, you know, get my tip or whatever. And to man, one day he's like, all right, you want to work? Let's get to it. He's like, all right, let's go. Showed up to that supermarket. All right, you're going to push these cars. You're going to stack this. and He's moving me around. So I've been working ever since. But it's one, one thing, you know, it's, I feel like it's important. I feel like we've lost that as a community or, or as however you want to put it is the value of a dollar. Yeah. If you don't know the value, I'm telling you, you're going to get comfortable. You may not work, you know, hustle for it or have that drive to do that. But man, it's like my dad doesn't matter what time. It's like, all right, let's get to work. I'm going to go get that. I'm going to go get that. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, he and I learned a lot of that also from my grandfather. My grandfather basically worked to the day he died. It was like hardworking individual that just never stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, now I know what the value of the dollar is. Let's go get it. Yeah, that, that's the way you my know? father-in-law was. I, I remember, <laughs> you know, right before Judy and I got married because he was older. Mm. He was 80, I think 80 years old when he died. And, and Judy and I had only been dating. Oh, my grandfather for also. So like seven months before we got married, he died. And... Um, but I'll never forget, you know, about three weeks before he died, he got, we discovered that he had liver cancer Mm. and he worked all the way up to that point as a gardener. I mean, he was every day up early, drove his little 66 Dodge truck, all loaded up with landscaping materials and he'd go and he'd work all day and come home. And, and Judy just knew that's what dad did. Right. And he'd come home and he'd watch, he'd watch SmackDown wrestling and I, and I'm oh, the only yeah, one yeah. that would sit down and watch it with him. Right. Yeah. Mainly because I'd be laughing at him because, Oh, that little guy can't do that. You know? Yeah. yeah, it, was funny. Funny. yeah. it was really fun. So I, I just feel like, you know, the, the knowing the value of things, you know, yeah. and having that work ethic is, critical you get that is up to you how far you want to take it yeah absolutely you know yeah how about you rod you know it's it's much the same my, my dad was a truck driver and so he you know did long haul when we were little kids and then when when he started having kids he got into a regular route and then eventually he just was like this uh regional manager guy but he traveled a lot but he but he the same thing kind of a work activity and it was always do what you say you're going to do if you tell somebody you're going to do it you're going to do it and yeah. he would force you to, you know, you know, he'd say something. They'd probably well, come help you out. And he's like, "You better go help the neighbor because you told him you were gonna." And uh, I was, I was, my first job was with my dad. I worked at the trucking company and I sealed the tops of the trailers. You had to take this mop, stick it in this greasy oh. silver stuff, and mop the tops of the trucks. And <clears throat> I remember getting mad at him one day when I was a teenager. I didn't want to work for dad anymore, so I went and got a job at McDonald's. And it lasted eight days. I think we all had a little sting on fast food. I worked at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, that, and it that just did lasted a month. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's uh, my dad's seventy-six. Um, he worked until he was seventy-three. He retired once when he was in his earlier years, and it lasted six months. And he went back to work, and he was loading hundred-pound rubber ropes on trailers at seventy-three years old, and just that's what you do wow. is you work. Yeah, and. Um, but I think that it's it's not just work and no fun. My dad was a lot of fun. When he played, he played hard. You know, I, I my dad taught us to laugh, and he was just as goofy as I am. And that's just you 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 work when you're working, and when you're not working, you play. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There's been no laughter the last oh, five no. days here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Um, man. Jody almost had a heart attack oh, laughing. Man. Yes, I did. This so. has been hilarious, oh, I tell man. you. So, 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 Jamie, I've actually been in your house, and one of the things that, that just I loved in your house is, in fact, I think I'm going to make this the the photo for the for the podcast. So yeah. he actually made his son a SmackDown wrestling cage for oh, his son's badass. bed. And it, it is awesome. It is truly awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's got all the rings and the padding. And, yeah, man. We, and uh, so, so what, <laughs> let's talk about you now the idea funny. behind that, you know, because I know really, you know, from seeing you with your kids, that playing with your kids and being with your kids is really, really important. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, man. You got to, one, you got to let them know that you're the dad. But two, you got to let them know that you love them and you care about them and you want to invest in their life. And whatever he was invested in, like he's went through several different stages or phases. Like one of them was motorcycles. So we did the motorcycle thing. We had matchbox motorcycles and cars. And, you know, we made, we had these big mats, like a big rug for his room that looked like he was riding a motorcycle, you know, and had his name on there with a number on the side to getting out of that phase. And then he liked wrestling. So, you know, we'd buy, we'd buy all the rings <laughs> and the figures. And so I was like, oh, I was like, I think you would like that. Because my wife was like, look, I found this on Pinterest. So I'm like, oh well, let's see what it takes. And then we was going back and forth this to Lowe's, man. It took us, it took five, six. <laughs> we'll never forget that dude. Uh, it took, it took five, awesome, six though. men about nine hours to build this thing. Oh wow. Yeah, but now it was solid. It was the real deal, man. It is. The, it is the <laughs> real deal. I'm not kidding. So. It was the full four ring with the padded, the padded turnbuckles. And then we built, then we actually had like a six foot, like you would put, you know, around your house to hold your dogs in or your privacy fence. I mean, it was actually six foot tall and it encompassed the whole bed. We had this big um, banner made that says WrestleMania 2000, whatever year that was, 15 or 16. And it said the highlight attraction was Beckham Buchanan. So just big. I love that. So, that is awesome. Man, his, and man, we, we would jump off the top ropes of this thing, man. We would slam each other in the corners, man. And I mean, oh my, he just, a blast. <laughs> he just loved it. Loved it. He was, he was, I guess at his age, he doesn't like, I guess comfort is things don't change. When things right. change, he's like, oh, I don't understand that. Well, yeah. How old is he? Nine. Nine okay. now, yeah. Nine. So now that we've sold our house and we were going to move, I was going to take it apart and transport it and put it in the next house. Yeah. Well, I used treated wood for the four-by-fours on the side, and I didn't put galvanized screws in it. So when I went to take it apart, the bolts just twisted off because oh. they were rusted. Oh. Then you couldn't get them out, so I had to cut the bed up. Oh man! Thank goodness he wasn't home. So I just, I oh just my God! Up with the chainsaw in the house, <laughs> kind of like I can see that. I can see that shit happening. Oh yes, my goodness! I took it outside. We went a tank top and just that's it. I had my wife beat her on with my bandana, and I was just going with it. Oh man! Yes, I loaded it all up in the truck and I took it through the way. We came home and he was like. 
What? The room is so big. Where's my bed? I'm like, man, I got some bad news. He's like, what is it? And I said, well, I had to tear it apart. I said, and it wouldn't come apart. He's like, we'll be on to the next thing. It'll be fine. I love that. Oh, that's my awesome. wife was, she, he, she was like, man, he's going to be upset. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be a little whiny. And I'm like, if I tell him, he won't. So I was the one that told him, and he seemed good with it, and she hasn't mentioned it since, and neither has he. So oh, we moved on to the next phase. You know, Now right. we're figuring out what we're doing at the new house, and now we're building a swimming pool, and we've already got... Um, in his first bed. It's a yeah. swimming pool bed. That's right, yeah. You guys have just comes in and out. Yeah, yeah, right. just sleeps on the water. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, floating, float. floating breakfast. Yeah. Here, here's yeah, your no. wetsuit. Go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Go ahead, bud. Yeah. Yeah, I, what, what I love about that is, is that as your kid, as your son has had unique interests, you've explored that with him and you've built things and, you know, played with them and imagined with them. And I think oh, yeah. that's really, really important as a yeah. dad. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Rod, how about you? I mean, you got three daughters and I have two daughters, so I know yeah. it takes a unique dad to be you know, a dad of daughters. It does. It, I really think it does because uh, I'm, I was, I was literally born to have daughters. I have three sisters and no brothers. So I grew up around three girls. So I know how to, I do know how to hit girls. Um, <laughs> no, my, no, my sisters and I, we, we fought. I mean, we did, so, I mean, I'm not just talking about like we fought like cats and dogs. My sister and I got in a full on bar fight once and had two pool cues broke over my head by my sister. I've she's, never had my butt with my, any man in my life that's hit me with a pool cue. So, that is funny. So she was shook. She is. My sister is shook. But yeah. the, the thing about that is, is it, I think what it taught me was, you know, all joking aside is that there um, is just basically fairness. I never even considered that there was another way to treat girls other than just as an equal. My entire life, it's always just been treated as an equal. And I had different jobs. I mean, I had different chores, if you will. And I did outside stuff and split the wood. And when I got in trouble, I had to chop wood and things like that. But, but my daughters, I've treated very much the same way. They need to be very diverse. You know, my older daughter's 28. I've got a fit, uh, almost 17-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old daughter. So the 28-year-old basically had 11 years by herself as an only child. And we were super buddies like that. Man, we'd ride dirt bikes. She had a dirt bike, and every year for her birthday, we'd go ride, and she was rough and tumble, and she played the punch game. She'd come in the house, hit you on the shoulder. And second one came out, and I expected her to be the same way, and she's not. She's a little princess. So you had to do different things. You had to do very same. different things. It was all about dress-up. And so I've had... 47 hair breadths in my hair and I've done and I'm, I paint fingernails, you know, and I, they don't they just know that that's yeah. what dad does So and my youngest daughter is uh, kind of a mix of the two, you know, she's she's a lot different She's into you know alternative music and coloring her hair green and blue and blue and, that, and they're just totally unique And I yeah. think that's as a father I don't care if it's girls or boys you expect for some reason when the second one pops out You expect it to be a carbon copy of the first one stuff's gonna go just the same and it doesn't. Oh, no. It definitely, definitely does no, not. And no. they are all so unique, and they have all different qualities that um, I think the main thing is just to just foster that. You know, like with your son, Jamie, is just you you absolutely, whatever it is they're into, man, you're into it. If, it's, right. if it's a musical instrument, my daughter is, uh, my second daughter is into a band. She she played soccer. Uh, no, no. She played volleyball. Number one played soccer. 
She played volleyball and she was into it. Club volleyball and regular awesome. school volleyball. And she gave it all up. She walked away from it in seventh grade and she went into band. It was a hard decision. For, and we just backed her up, pat her on the back, said, we're going to go cheer you on a band. You know, yeah. whatever that is. Just yeah, wherever that is. Go. Whatever it looks like. That one right there with the piccolo. That's mine. You know, yeah, and, she's, right. and she's awesome at it. And, and just, you know, they have, they thrive when they have that, that backing and that, um, that support when they feel like they yeah. have support and love and they know how you feel about them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my youngest daughter is uh, super, super, super soft-hearted. She's the most kind and caring little kid on the planet, and she always wants to make sure everybody's okay. In fact, she has said to my wife, if they had, my wife once that time said, man, you are just so huggy and loving and everything. She's like, I, I, they don't make a fanny uh, or front pack for kids that are 15. She goes, oh, if they did, I'd be in it. I just walked around <laughs> all day long. That's and funny. She just can't get enough. That's, yeah, so that's yeah. cool. And 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 the older daughter is, uh, you know, she was she was into soccer, like I said, real rough and everything. And then she's now moved out, you know, doing her own thing. But she constantly, like, she's texted messaged me like four times since I've been here. Love you, Dad. I'm just glad you're here. And I was showing Jamie some of the text messages in the morning yeah. that I get from my kids and my wife, and it's just. Yeah. That is so important. They just, you know, they just ooze all over you, and I just love it. I mean, it's just fantastic. Yeah, that's so. awesome. So you're not yet a dad, William. No, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> but, but I, you know, based on that I know of. Well, I don't know. I want to go home. Yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah, no. So maybe your wife's got a surprise for oh, you. Oh no, you don't know that. You get home from SEMA. Hey, sweetheart, hey, that'll yes, be what? all pink. Oh, <laughs> oh, that whole house will be in pink balloons. Yes, and sir. Back to so, <laughs> so looking I forward, you know, to to being a dad. You know, what 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 do you look forward to, and what are the things that you're that you plan on doing or hope You know, to what's amazing of, of being a part of a group such as the Detail Mafia, right? Yeah. You have guys like Rennie, guys like Justin, guys like, you know, Jamie over here. And it's like you kind of admire the relationship they have with their kids and their family. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's kind of like I see it. I'm like, all right. I kind of know, but I don't know because obviously I haven't been in the position yet. Yeah. But it, it's definitely I'll, I'll definitely like to have that type of relationship with my kids. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, yeah. You know I want to be able to give the kids, you know, you know, my kid, whatever, you know, I I never had, but mostly the opportunities. Right? And I think I, I feel like a lot of people forget that. Right? Growing up, yeah, my father's the most hardworking person I've ever met. So is my mother. But I like, I grew up not knowing who I was looking up to. So I was kind of like confused in that aspect. So I want to be able to give, set an example for my kids where it's like, all right, my, my dad, that, that's where I want to be or bigger, you know? Yeah. 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 I get it. No, and no disrespect to mine either, but I have the same background <laughs> you have when I was about five or six. Listen, when my, my mama was 16 and my dad was 17 when I was born, they were still kids trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then when they, when I was like five or six, they split up. I lived with my grandparents for the rest of my life. And knew my parents, knew my mom, knew my dad. I was more on my dad's side, like staying with my dad because I stayed with his mom and dad, my grandma and grandpa. And then my dad had a, a brother who was my uncle man. And that's just kind of where I stuck. He was 10 years younger than my dad, so he was six when I was born. Right. You know, so we kind of almost grew up together. You know, he's no, no, no. He was 10 when I was born because there's 10 years difference between us. So, right. You know, he's not my dad, but that's who I went with. 
and I stayed with my grandparents. So I get it. I know know where you are. So you know, it's and, like, and it's, it's 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 important to me to have guys like him. You know, the relationship Justin has with his baby girls. She's like yeah. two and a half years oh, old. Freaking yeah. adorable. And I got like Kyle, Alex, all these guys. Are, you know, I, I see that. And I'm like, okay. I'm not, I would say ready, ready. But it's like mentally, I kind of know what direction <laughs> I want to head to. Sure. You know, so it's, it's a matter of trying to, you know, set my life up to where I need it to be, where I could do that. No, I, I love you know? that because... You know, you recognize that there are some things mm-hmm. that you would like to give your kids that you didn't have or set them up for opportunities that mm-hmm. that you would really like to no, give and, them. No, and it's like, you you know, you go to your to your daughter's volleyball game. You know, Rob is like, I, I see that. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I want to be able to have that relationship with my kids that I never was able to really have with my parents. Not saying that it was a bad relationship. I just want to be able to be like... Okay, I want to give you the opportunities. I want to give you what I, you know, the opportunities I never had. Hey, yeah, you, you know, know, I think that's an important thing because I think a lot of times we look at our family and go, you know, my family in the past was all messed up. But that doesn't mean that you can't see an ideal that you want to aspire mm-hmm. to. You know, surrounding yourself with good men that are good fathers, or maybe they're not even fathers yet, but they're good men and they're having impact on the business community and, and their own family and really trying to you know yeah. set a standard that that I think we we need in society and I, I just love that right and I think that that what you're saying there and, and I think Liam's a perfect example is just just somebody else doing like Jamie doing what he does with his kids to give William you know inspiration that that's I want to have that kind of relationship yeah, yeah like it's pretty See cool that, like hey know? setting up a, a wrestling ring that's, yeah, that's yeah, badass yeah, yeah. you know what I mean really awesome. like hopefully my, you know if I have a daughter they tell me yeah I want a castle you know yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a whole that's lot of wood in one people and that's the one thing that I always loved about my dad was he was like look guys go explore go you can do anything you want he goes I don't care if you're uh, you dig ditches or you go to college and be a doctor. I don't care. Just as long as you're doing something with integrity and honor and you're working hard. So go, go explore it. And, and I, and I love that. And it's like, you know, in one of my previous episodes, I talked about, you know, as kids, we wanted to go to Disney world, but we were very poor. And you know, my dad was a, like an E3 or E2 in the, in the Navy at that time. Right. And, and we just didn't have it. He said, look, boys, if you want to work for it, you know, we'll go work for it. So we went and grabbed, you know, a hundred dozen uh, Krispy Kreme donuts. We bought them for 60 cents a dozen. And then we would go on Saturdays and knock on doors and sell a yeah. hundred dozen, you know, for a buck and a quarter. Well, I used to do, you know, similar things. Like I remember growing up, I used to go through neighbors, you know, houses, get their limes and mangoes, put it in the boxes, go blocks and blocks. Just trying to sell it, right? And I remember my my mom was probably maybe let's say eight or nine years old, taking me to Epcot in Orlando. Yeah, barely remember anything but that big white ball in the center <laughs> of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I, I think you know when I went for the first time with my wife, um, we first started dating. It was 2012, mm. and I was like, oh, Disney's badass. This is awesome. <laughs> That's but cool. I want to be able to have, you know, the, the you know, set my life up to where I can have that relationship with my kids where it's like, hey, 
you know, pick them up from school Friday and just drive straight to Disney's, you know, yeah, like, have that cool. type of fun, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that was the thing that was really fun about that experience of not only selling donuts <coughs> to go to Disney World, donuts we also awesome. were mowing lawns and all that. But then to go actually with, to Disney World with my dad, we drove down from Pensacola down to Orlando and my dad, we had the, he said, you're buying the ticket. So not, not only did we, we, you know, earned the money, but we actually handed the, the guy the money to get the ticket. And there was just something about At least, at about, least it wasn't as expensive as it is now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and the thing is, we earned enough money to pay for yeah. the hotel, too, and the gas. Wow, that's awesome. And we paid for the entire trip, me and my yeah. two brothers. And yeah. just having that experience of my dad going, look, you have a dream? Let's go work for it. And that's kind of what all f- four of us have talked a little bit about. Yeah, so. one, of the, one of the best experiences my, that I can remember from my older daughter is that that kind of made my wife and I feel really good, like we had done the right thing. Right? I was like, pat on the back, you guys did good. As she was about 12 years old and she wanted to go to Seattle. She wanted to fly to, she was going to go to Seattle to, to visit her cousin. We have cousins almost the same age there. And so she said, I want to buy a video camera. And we said, We're not, we can't afford to buy you a video camera. If you want a video camera, you're gonna to have to work for it. And so we thought that was gonna be the end of it, you know. And I came home and I said, where's her name? She's in the back pasture, what's she doing? She's shoveling out the chicken coop of the neighbor's house for $10. And she's going to do it every day until she has enough money. And That's she awesome. shoveled chicken poop and did other unimaginable things <laughs> as far as things. We live around a bunch of, we live on acreage, and so there's farm stuff. She was doing all kinds of stuff just, just for a few dollars, and she bought a video camera. That's awesome. She bought awesome. herself a video camera, took it to Seattle. Videoed the whole thing, and I mean, I thought, man, I'm really proud of you because you yeah, that's amazing, wanted though. something, yeah, really went is. after it, and you did whatever. But it's it's to important to have that. That I feel like, and and again, I'm not a father, so I can't really like say, but it's like I feel like it's important to have that that drive because mm-hmm. you know, like kids see that, like and I foster saw that, that drive, like foster that drive, because I saw my father's like, okay, you know, we're not very fortunate, we don't have a lot of money. But what I did see was, man, this guy doesn't stop working. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's gonna do what is, whatever what is it takes. His engine, to get it like, done. What, like, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. So it's like, I've been able to foster that because, you know, again, we all go through struggles in certain times of our lives or business or whatever. So then, you know, the the thing is, is like having the drive of figuring it out. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what? This happened. I'll sit down. Crap, it sucks. Yeah. All right, how can I make it happen? Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. I, I you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get out there and let's get to it, you know? That's right. So, well, thank you guys so much for joining. I mean, we can obviously keep going because we always Another have a great time talking to each yeah, other. Right, but yeah. I want to thank I want to thank my guests, William Laura from Miami Lux Detailing, Jamie Buchanan from Visual Perfection. It's been fun. It's been fun. My partner, Rob Jeezy. Uh, from Zimmore and my business partner. But guys, thank you so much for joining me um, as we explore every week the joys and challenges. And obviously you can hear from these stories what an impact good dads can have on men's lives. And we really do need good men because we all know that broken boys become broken men. And it takes a really a lot of effort to mend a broken man. And if we can just have an impact when we're young, when they're young and be active in their lives, it makes a big difference, both on it, with young men and young women to, to teach them what kind of men they should have and be around. And I just love, you know, Rod's point about we need to treat them equally yeah. uh, because we tried, I try to do that with my own kids. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will check you next week 
on Father's Fire. Same time, same bat channel, 4 a.m. Every Monday morning we release. And don't forget to check out the rest of the Speak Fire family. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you for a second. You said 4 a.m.? Well, that's when I release them. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. Finish that. <laughs> I know. So, wow. Yes. So obviously, obviously, he's not getting up at 4 a.m. to listen to my podcast. I'll let you listen a little later. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So anyway, you guys have a great day. We'll check you next week right here at Father's Fire. See ya.